I guess I should say hi. Like, right? Basic rules of politeness. You greet people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I'm too shy. I'm too shy to greet I'm people. I'm too shy. Okay, you say hi, and then I say the rest. What, do I just say hi? Yeah, you just say hi. Hi. Okay, awesome. So, this is episode four of The Snack Covenant, and part two of three of Dark Souls Translations with Loki. And in this episode, Loki will talk about Logan, uh, Vinheim, Way of White, um, McCloy for McFloyd. McFloyd. <laughs> okay, McFloyd, and a couple of other things. And the code word for this one is Big Hat. We're gonna have a code word for every episode. I what do the code words do? I don't know. You just like gotta like. <laughs> I don't know. It's cool. <laughs> this is why I have trust issues. It's all Miyazaki. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So to uh, on to Logan now. So one of the big <laughs> things about about um Vinheim and is that a lot of people seem to have this idea one of the big theories say with New Londo for instance is that it's made up of four different cultures and one of those cult and it's like it's I think the general idea was that it was Karim, Astora, Vinheim and I think something else I can't remember if there was a specific The Way of White Place. Oh, Thorland, I guess. Thorland, yeah. And so we could all we could go through those individually and debunk that um, on the face, but let's just focus on the Vinheim aspect. Vinheim is actually relatively recent, um, as far as countries go in Dark Souls One. Um, in fact, it's only existed I, sometime within two hundred years of. It happens after the events of Ulysseal and before the event before the Undead Burg and. Um, the 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 bells of awakening trials that we end up going for, so it's somewhere in that in that one hundred year great a period between there, and a lot of events happen during that period. But let's just focus on the Vinheim as a country. So how do I how do I come to that conclusion? So one, we know that Logan is is about in total about two hundred years old himself, because l- l- give or take, because obviously we're we're dealing with generalities here, but he's a he he. The the crestfallen merchant talks about how the past hundred years, and this is repeated. This is a time frame for the undead, our current undead mission that's repeatedly brought up. In the past hundred years, hundred years, hundred years, there have been these trials to Sen's fortress. Logan was among these trials, and he did not do so. And it's also pointed out by Rickert, and this is an important aspect because we're going to talk about um, uh, a very important term uh, when it comes to Logan. And congrats, guys! You're getting exclusive to the post, and no one else is going to hear oh, this yeah. until after. Yay! Okay, so Rickert has a special line where he he says a very peculiar line in the English version, at least, uh, where he talks about, "Oh, old big hat! Oh, yeah, I know that guy. He he, everyone knows him in Vinheim. He was a royal member of the Dragon School until he turned undead." Um, okay, so wait, what is royal member? So, like, is this school, like, a, like is this, like, where all the the rich kids go? Like, what's going on with that? Well, the Japanese clears it up, because it instead says that he is a uh, gaiseki, or a, a maternal relative is how the, the official dictionary definition puts it. Though it's, I find that term's kind of misleading for a translation, but it's the best I've got. Um, so what is a gaiseki, then? Uh... <laughs> the idea is that it's a term for someone who is related to um, the the king or the emperor via either having become a relative th- from the mother or from the daughter, i.e. a princess. So the idea was that Logan has actually married royalty. And so he is he is unique in the Dragon Academy so far as that he has married a princess or the emperor, the king's mom, though let's, let's say, for instance, the princess. And so he's sort yeah. of... Again, he's he's kind of improved his status just by doing that. Um, so, did he come from nobility? Was he something we? It's never clarified, but we can at least say that he was someone who was prominent enough that he ends up he that ends up that wh- whatever royals that be in Vinheim they decided, okay, hey, I'm gonna marry my daughter to you, boy, <laughs> and he did so. 
So that's something interesting. And now, obviously, there's other implications to that that we've discussed off camera before, but that'll be a, that's a topic we'll delete for another day. <laughs> uh. Right. Uh, so, he, so the idea was that, okay, he, Rickard claims, okay, yeah, you know, this was an interesting old man. Every, oh, but that's a story of over 100 years ago. And it's like, why are you so interested in, the guy, in this oddity? Well, the reason being is that, that okay, so once again, we're told that, that Logan's lifetime was from over 100 years ago. So the events of Logan when he turns undead, because, you know, he's an old man, let's say he died of natural causes, just for the sake of argument, and he became undead. He goes to... Uh, he gets exiled from Vinheim or however that works out, and he goes to Sen's fortress, and he gets he fails, and he gets captured, as we know, and that's the yep. hundred years from when that's the hundred year period to the present era, and now we know that his lifetime went to the hundred years before that. Okay, so why am I saying that? Therefore, he must be. Therefore, why must I say? Why am I saying that Vinheim itself, therefore, is only about two hundred years old from that period? Well, there's two reasons. One is because as um, Griggs points out R- Logan is was instrumental. Logan has this extremely like sorcery would never have come as far if not for Logan. Like the idea is that Vinheim as a developed magical country has had its biggest strides because of Logan. He's the one that's really pioneered and pushed the limits of what their knowledge of sorcery is. Now, as I said, this happens after the events of Ulysseel. And that perhaps is even the motivation for why Vinheim was founded. Because we have to think about that. Imagine you were just a casual sorcerer. You just decided you studied it. It wasn't something that you went to a school for or anything. Um, you were just some backwater town. And you heard or you got or maybe there was a traveling sorcerer and he taught you some sorcery. Um, that's all well and good. Then you hear that the biggest, most ancient, most prestiged, adv- most advanced magical culture in history has just collapsed because of the dark and allegedly because of dark wraiths. It's like, whoa, okay, Ulysseel literally just got wiped out and all of their knowledge is lost. Holy crap, there is no way we can learn this now. Maybe we should kind of start collecting and collating it so that way we don't ever lose this from other countries ever again. And that that's a good motivation to start making a, a dragon school. The the Dragon Academy. So then that seems to be wh- why Vinheim ends up getting founded or at least the school gets founded in Vinheim and it becomes well this this culture that's so push and big on collecting and understanding and un- sorcery and yet it doesn't have some of the most ancient and most uh uh, prolifically advanced sorceries that were there. That's because, well, it wasn't around at the time. Um, so then, what? So that's the one thing. Okay, what's the second reason then that I say that doing so? And that's because Logan is wearing the original uniform. Um, the 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 outfit that it says, and I think it says in the English version something like it's his. It was from his apprentice days or something like that. And there's no mention of that in the in the Japanese version. What it says though, and this is right. something that that some people I think you may remember from Richard in Bloodborne is that it's a it's the prototype. What he's wearing is the prototype right. outfit. It's the original. And there's yeah. the same thing in Bloodborne where the prototype outfit. It's the original uniform from which later ones were later designed or developed. Yeah. So Logan is wearing the original Academy uniform. No one remembers that uniform anymore because, well, how many uniforms have stayed the same in, say, 100 years from now? Like, not many. Um, most of those are traditional or you don't ever see them. Um, so the same concept applies, is that Logan... Logan, thankfully, Logan is such a lazy ass. He can't be bothered to take off his own clothes or probably bathe. That's the other implication. <laughs> um, mm. That... Because he's so busy doing his research that he's still wearing his old uniform from like his 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 academy days. Even after he like graduated and became maybe a professor or a researcher or adju- or whatever, he's he's got tenure, I guess. Yeah. Um. So that's a big thing. All right. So now we've got in the last two. So we now we've got that there's a a a, a, a an advanced academy that was founded after the fall of Ulysseel. And of course, after the fall of New Londo as well, um, that is now collecting, gathering, and understanding magic. It's got this one sorcerer who's a real prodigy. He ends up marrying into royal, marrying royalty. Um, he's this huge, big shot, and the academy has become this de facto power 
in, like, everything, the, the, the Dragon Academy are the real rulers of Vinheim, basically. They have such an influence. And part of that is because, well, Vinheim, well, the Vinheim, Vinheim's military is completely dependent upon the school, because their magic swordsmen or, well, magic, because the school is teaching them how to do that. And if the school just says, no, we're not giving you the best of the best weaponry to use for when you're attacked, okay, well, then how are you going to fight against other people? And again, the, the, the entire culture has sort of become warped around Vinheim's continued uh, use of the school and its existence. So that's something that we need to understand. So now we have a target for the Way of White to have wanted to go in it. Okay, so why is it that the Way of White would want to attack this new country of sorcerers? Well, there's a few reasons we can think of. One of them would be that it's a dragon academy, it's worshipping, it's, it's, it's in effect worshipping, or at least it's honoring um, ancient dragons, and by extension Seath, who is, of course, at, by this point for sure, uh, a, a known traitor in legend, at least. Um, who has yeah. um, sort of taken up, because again, that's why Logan wants to go to the archives and things like, oh, Seath's, Seath's there with all his research and all his knowledge and all that stuff, and we can go and exit. So that's no. So it's like, okay, so Lloyd might feel a little threatened knowing that. It's like, okay, hmm. do uh, do we really want to have, like, what if they're, say, secretly collaborating, for instance? That, that'd be a pretty, that'd be a pretty bad um, situation, especially for Lloyd, who really wants to cement his power through the church in the world of man. Okay, well, what's another good reason? Well, another good reason would be the fact that, well, the sorcerers aren't exactly faithful. Um, or at least they weren't exactly faithful. Um, we, it's, there's a big line that Griggs has. And this is, this is pretty uh, relevant when he talks about how there are no... What was it? Mysteries, I believe it was? Archives? Yes, here, there's the line. So, one of the things he talks about, and this was put as, oh, there's no God, there's no transcendence, there's only truth, and Logan wishes to elucidate it. It is this heretical methodology that has allowed Logan to advance sorcery at the point that he has. In a word, he's a hero. So, in the Japanese version, it's, a li it's, more, it's got a few interesting differences in that. He says that there are no gods, no mysteries in the world, and presumably mysteries in this case refers to in sort of the divine mysteries, that kind of like God is sort of like the idea of the, the religious mysteries of the Lord. Um, there is all, there's truth and only knowledge reveals it. So what they're saying is that basically there aren't these things you can't learn because God will, will not, well, because God, there are some things that only God can know and that you cannot. There is the truth and therefore you, and the only way for you to know the truth is for you to receive the knowledge in order to understand it. And that is the, that is the, the, the philosophy that Logan has followed in order to create these strides in sorcery that no other uh, man in Vinheim has ever made. Well, there's a problem in that, in that, well, it, that's apparently heretical, and, well, for good reason, because you're essentially saying that the gods aren't the ones that decide what you know and you don't know. You decide that, and you are going to know everything that you possibly can. Well, that's a big problem, especially considering that the gods are basically banking everything on their ability to control humans' information and understanding of things to come. So, oh boy, that's a big mm. problem. And again, he considers this a hero. Now, what what's interesting is that in the English, he says that there's these awful rumors. In the Japanese, it just says he's been he's um, they deprecate him. Um, he, right. no one, um, he, he's just sort of someone that's, that's become, and again, Griggs is obviously not from Logan's, um, let's say, uh, generation, because he's wearing the more modern uniform. Yeah. And he, he talks about Logan as, like, a great hero from the past, specifically, yeah. at least in English, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's this, there's definitely this idea that he has this sort of complex about Logan, but the idea is that there's many who deprecate, deprecate him, but I think he's, but I think he is a hero, and history, too, will recognize it, which is interesting, because it's already been about a hundred years since Logan's death, so... Either Griggs is someone that's from around that hundred year period when the uniform already changed with Logan, and what he says, this is again assuming, because the problem with Griggs is also that um, he's got his own suspicious circumstances. Yeah. And there's things that just don't add up in some respects to his to his story. Like it, it I'm not and that isn't to that isn't to cast shade on him as a to say that like he's he's what's the word he's disingenuous in terms of who he, of how he acts or how he thinks. He seems to be pretty um, upfront about his feelings of the character, and there seems to be consistency there. 
Um, but what, I, what, what it's interesting is that it's quite possible he isn't actually Logan's apprentice. And, yeah. and if, that is in, if that is the case, this could indicate to us that even in, in the modern day, like even in more recent times, Logan is still um, not being looked on fondly in the, historical, in, the, in the historical record or by those who may still be alive who knew him or met him or things like that. Because there's definitely stories about, about his fame. And Do you want to just like briefly go off on a, a bit of a tangent about that thing about Griggs maybe not being what he seems because some people might not okay sure let's, be familiar let's talk about with, that with first going into too. right yeah the way I understand it as someone who just knows the English version mm-hmm. is that when we find Griggs we find him he's locked up and he's in a house next to him is a corpse with all this wizard stuff on it. And he is wearing an item called the Slumbering Dragon Crest Ring, which is specifically given to- they call them Vinheim spooks. As in Vinheim, like, um, kind of silent, uh, sort of spy types. Yes, the Japanese is actually outright just the term for spy. It's just- Yeah, so the- one of the theories that came up around that was, well, is Griggs actually who he says he is, or is he a guy from Vinheim and that body- that you find there, that's Logan's apprentice, and Griggs has killed him and assumed his identity right. in order to get closer to Logan. Yeah. And there's two, there's a few things yeah. that are, there's some details to that that makes that theory something that's worth looking at and seriously examining. One, the body that we find is hidden behind a bunch of barrels. So it's not just like yeah. it's there, it's, it's there and it's hidden behind stuff. So someone is intentionally putting those barrels in front of it and making sure it's in the back so you don't find it. <laughs> Two, why was Griggs in that room? That's a serious question that has to be considered. Why, yeah. why was Griggs at that time in the shadiest part of town down below? Because we know that Logan went to Sen's Fortress. So it's like, why is he in the shady part of town um, and he just happened to be there and then get locked up? Who locked him up, and why would they lock him up? Because we just have to, and and um, because we know that when he's after that, he he he's kind of helpless and he's trapped. And from what we understand, he he's not really the the most capable of sorcerer necessarily. No. Yeah. <laughs> so he seems to to definitely be someone who needs our help. He's not just like faking that, and he doesn't like have this like dual persona where he's like, ah, damn it, I can't believe I got myself trapped in there. And then we say, it's like, oh. Thank you. I was so trapped. Oh, what would I have ever done? So there, there isn't this t- that type of dissonance with him. It seems like even when he thinks he's in private, he acts himself. Um, what is interesting though is that yes, he wears the ring, which is used by spies. He has their spells that he'll sell to us, and he'll s- sells them openly. But he won't sell that ring, and he obviously wears the uniform of the spies, the black version of the of the mm. of the uniform. So he's he's definitely not your state. So he's no. There's no doubt he's a Vinheim spy. So that already means okay. Yeah. You can't really trust whatever a Vinheim spy says or or claims at face value. That, so that's already a bit weird. And then we have to consider that he's in a room in a shady part of town for no good reason, and someone from the outside locked him in there. And then by the time we go out and we find him, he's there with another body in the back. <laughs> okay, so did he say meet up with someone or he figured it out? And then he's like, okay, um, I got to hide the body. And then someone caught him and they're like, oh shit. And they locked him in there before anything happened. And again, as we know, for those that don't know, the Capra demon has essentially become the local mob boss of the area. Um uh, the the thief. It's actually said in the Japanese version that the dogs and the thieves, the 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 backstabbers, they're serving the Capra demon. They are his his ser- They're his servants. They are acting on his behalf. So he wants to. So he sort. He's purposefully taken over the territory and is having these these hoodlums serve his will and have these dogs sort of be his watchdogs of the area. Yeah. Um. And then, so, and obviously, we see there's also, of course, there's the mob on the other end of town. Let's assume that they're also with the Capra demon, and they're causing their own things, and they're piling up bodies and burning them. So, like the this ta- so the lower burg was a shady part of town that's already in chaos now, um, because a demon comes down. So who, so Griggs may have just become like someone locked him in there when they said they're like, oh shit, there's a murder, and then they were they he got left there because let's say let's say that the woman that 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 mob ganged up on was the person who locked him in, just yeah. for the sake of argument. Yeah. Let's say that's what they were going for, and then she got killed, and it was like, oh well, now Griggs is trapped with no one to help. 
Um, so if that's the case, okay, so who is the sorcerer? Well, the sorcerer, well, what does Griggs say? Griggs claims that he has a note. Now, we never find this note. There's no note items in Souls games, so it's not like... Well, there is in three, technically. They just say there's notes connected to items, and then they put in the description, but yeah. it's the same idea. And then, um, in, in, and then we have the only other person who can corroborate, because Logan never acknowledges he even has an apprentice. Griggs yeah. sort of just stands next to him, and it's like, okay, well, <laughs> Logan doesn't care because he's an antisocial ass when it doesn't come to sorcery. The only reason he's so sociable with us is because, again, it has to do with sorcery. Mm-hmm. Or he's in need of help, so he kind of has to be kind of polite. Um, and then, um, nothing Griggs ever says is something necessarily that an apprentice would only know. Especially if, say, he could have also... Any private information he could have gotten from someone else. Because he claims there's a note. Well, anyone could have taken a note. Especially if you took it from the yeah. real apprentice. So that's already suspicious. And then the only person that can corroborate your story is the Crestfallen Warrior. And the Crestfallen Warrior has, in the Japanese version, when he talks about it, he talks about how there was this this bastard sorcerer's apprentice, and he said that he came by and he was in pursuit of Logan. Well, okay, this is a weird thing now. Okay, Griggs is there, he comes by, presumably without Logan, because he's pursuing Logan, So, and, and we know from other dialogue that the Crestfallen Warrior has never seen Logan. So either... Yep. So, like, he's all like, oh my god, Logan, the great legendary hero, holy <laughs> shit. I am unworthy, like, I'm fangasming. <laughs> and we'll talk about that in a second, the whole Logan fan th- fandom thing. But um, it seems like Griggs is, it was already separate, quote-unquote, based on his story, separated from Logan and pursuing him. Which is weird, because the way he claims it is that him and Logan were here, they were around together, but then his master came and left a note saying, oh, I'm not... Um, I'm not going around, and that doesn't work out. Well, okay, there's a problem there, because let's just say that Logan really did have an apprentice. Or at least he had people who were following him that were interested in in, uh, pursuing or being his aide or something. He doesn't ever acknowledge them, but let's say that they they did exist. Well, those people presumably came together, and they must have come before the Crestfallen Warrior came, because he never ends up meeting up with them before they embark on their travels of their own. And then Griggs comes by and it's like, "Hey, I'm looking for my I'm looking for for Logan." And there's no talk about um and I think in the the, the I wanted to, I can't remember cuz I think in the English version he says something like sorcerer's apprentice, but I can't remember if he was that specific in the Japanese. So let, yeah, I can't either. I I might look it up while we're Let me see. I'll t- I'll look it up and tell you while you you just keep talking. Yeah. So there's already the this weird disconnect. Uh Okay, yes, I, I I pulled it up. Okay, so he's, so in the English version, he says, how did that silly sorcerer's apprentice end up? You know, the one always prattling uh. on about his mas- about Master Logan. Um, in the Japanese, he just says, come to think of it, what happened to him? There was a sorcery bastard that said he's chasing after Big Hat or something, but he headed for the undead town and never returned. A fool, no? It's different when it's that Big Hat, but what can the likes of us do? At any rate, he's sure to have become a hollow somewhere. So, in the Japanese, it's not even acknowledged that he was a... He wasn't even using, say, calling himself the Sorcery Apprentice at the time. The Crestfallen Warrior was just saying, oh, he's a sorcery bastard. And he's kind of... He does a similar thing with pyromancers and, when it comes to things. Where he's just a rude asshole, generally. Yeah. So, it's like... And he's saying he's chasing after Big Hat. He's pursuing him. He's in pursuit. He's driving... Like... So we know that, that Griggs is after Logan, but there's no mention that he's the apprentice. So there's no corroboration of Griggs' story. And that's why it needs to be acknowledged that um, Griggs may just be sort of possibly assuming an identity um, of an apprentice that was left by Logan some time ago. And then they, he sort of managed to find him, track him down. They ended up meeting up or something in the undead burg. And then, well, everything went to shit. Yeah. Um. So that's a big. That, I'm sorry for that tangent, but no, that's fine. I, that's cool. Yeah. No, no, that that's important. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's important part. So, so we've got this big thing with Logan now that Logan has sort of this 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 a hundred year old. Um. There's been a, he's been involved in the Sen's Fortress in the past hundred years. He's lived in the past two hundred years. The Way of White has had a war with an army of sorcerers at some point in its history, and. 
it doesn't really make sense if it's Seath's channelers, because Seath's channel, there isn't enough of them to justify, okay, we need to have our army, is like Seath's channelers yeah. just like hiding, are, are these big heavily armored and the soldiers just hiding behind trees on the roadside waiting for a holy knight to come by and be like, aha, we ambushing you. <laughs> Like, I just want to imagine like uh, Iron Pineapple or something like just going through. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like on the road to to Drang Lake. <laughs> uh, but um, so there's already there's that there's that problem. Then there's the the fact that the only other sorcerers that we would know about are the witches, um, who generally seem to be portrayed like any witch in any fantasy ever they're just a bunch of fringe covens that exist in the, the the forests where no one's gonna bug them because they'll otherwise be persecuted or something so by witches to clarify you mean like witch beatrice not the witches of isolate yeah, yeah like beatrice yes yeah yeah so just to yeah. clarify right I, so th- they're those witches and then there's the only other faction would be the new londo sorcerers and they've they've been kind of well there's three of them left, and they're all they're all ostensibly supposed to be stuck in New Londo doing New their Londo, duty. Yeah. So it's like there isn't really a lot of magic factions for the Way of White to need. That there's like, oh my god, we have this big problem. Let's just simplify one of Havel's miracles. The priests are th- light, are thankfully giving us and um, give it to our warriors so they can defend against magic. So Vinheim's the most likely solution. So how do we reinforce this? Okay, so Logan was around at that time. Well, here's the thing. Logan makes uh, Soul Spear. Well, that's kind of weird suddenly. Because it's one thing if it's a Soul Arrow, but now you got a Soul Spear. That isn't like you're hunting or you just want to do magic target practice. You're making a full-blown weapon now. And not just any weapon. It's a weapon that's known in Legends for Logan and his power in a fight. So Logan's known to fight with this spear. Okay, well, who did he fight in and in what context? Well, there's another few other weird things that are worth noting besides that, because he's supposed to be a researcher, and yet he's now known and he's famous for fight. And we have um, the Crestfallen Merchant, we have the Crestfallen Warrior, we have a lot of people who make a big deal about Logan, and he's this big, famous figure to even normal warriors who have nothing to do with magic. So he's a big deal outside of just Vinheim's circle. Um, and then the other odd thing is that Logan sells us magic weapon and shield. And that is extremely weird because, well, he's a researcher and he doesn't carry any weapons or shields except his staff. What would a researcher with a staff need with knowing those spells? So he could, um, and so it's like, okay, so the way it's phrases, it sounds like that the conflict that Logan has to have been involved in in life, because that's what he's become so legendary for, and the fact that he's now labeled as a heretic and sort of demeaned and, and depre- deprecated, apparently even in Vinheim now, which was the place where he's been known to create all these great strides, is is apparently with the Way of White, and that's why I want to bring that up. That's a that's an entire war that doesn't get talked about, an entire conflict that happened. Um, and it's like, oh well, that tells us a lot now because suddenly we know that a Lloyd was extreme. Well, Lloyd was it felt extremely threatened by an intelligent, by not a faith based institution, but an, a, a a reason based institution existing that had rooted itself in a country. It became really big, re- relatively fast. And it it had warrior it had people like Logan who were really pursuing and they were pursuing this methodology that okay we can just discard the gods we can discard all their mystery bullshit that they want to do we're just gonna pursue and figure all our shit ourselves holy shit that is a big problem for the gods it's like holy crap we got to do something about this so Lloyd tries to do something about this well apparently at the end of their conflict both parties are still around so it wasn't like Raffle Stomp one party died. Now, it's notable that Logan's abilities are even compared to Gwyn, um, presumably because it's like that's the closest thing they can think of. And that would be wonderful propaganda to spread if you are, say, a magic-based institution and you want to kind of talk about, oh, they have these gods, but hey, we have a guy who has the power of their god. Their famed god. So um, so there's there, there's that aspect to it. And then it seems that... The Way of White was at least in a good enough position, they had enough leverage by the end of the conflict, that Logan ends up kind of being ostracized and kind of separated. Like, he kind of became the fall guy for 
um, Vinheim and Thorlin's conflict. And the and that's one of the reasons why Grigg seems to be so big on, well, you know, Gr Logan is really this amazing guy. Um, history's really going to remember him at the end of it. It's not going to be this just this everyone's going to just hate him forever because of this this recurrent events kind of kind of pushed him into this. And uh, it's sort of that idea that, oh, I'll be remembered in history for something better than what I am in the present day or whatever. And maybe he will, maybe he won't. Um uh, so yeah, that was a, that's a war that that does happen, and that's something that I want to get into the Reddit post because it's like, yeah, it's a big deal. It's a huge chunk of Logan's life that doesn't get talked about, and it really kind of put, paints your perspective on the guy that no, he's not just a guy who's just sitting in a corner all day. No, he fought on the front line sometimes, and he was a, he had, he had to fight for for his research, and who knows, might have even had to die for it. Yeah. That's interesting because like. I had assumed, and I think a lot of other people who just had the English one had assumed, that the reason Way of White, and specifically the Havel people, had these magic barriers is just from fighting Seif. No, definitely not. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely not. Because, like, again, between the conflicts, when you really think and you you barrow down and you look at it, it starts falling into place a lot more the way you see it. Yeah, um, definitely. And it does also, it's another issue also because the Way of White is a ostensibly a human institution, like... It exists in the world of man, for the world of man, largely by the world of man. And then you have one god who's sort of supervising at the top, and he's like, Hey guys, I'm the chief god! <laughs> so, there's definitely this 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 idea that, that the Way of White is sort of, as a church... Um, what's the word? Oh, not in foul, but... Um, like it, it's sort of this 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 institution that always existed. It's always been, and it's always been involved in everything. We we could see it as blatantly false because every god has their own little cult going along. Yeah, and that seems to have predated the church because it seems like every god had their own little. Again, Havel had whether you consider Havel a god or or just uh, a ra the race of the gods. The idea would still be that there is still this cult following of priests and then warriors who also sort of take on the idea and take the other aspect. I talked before the whole the seance rings. They are not um, seance rings, they're priest rings. So the so it's not just a follower of Gwendolyn that's buried in the catacombs. It's a priest of Gwendolyn that's buried. And we, we, we basically grave rob his ring and then use that ring to get past the, the illusion that Gwendolyn set up um, in his dad's tomb. And then yeah. the same thing happens with um uh the priest in the way of white with the with the white ring except that ring is for a high priest and i've talked before about Rhea and the idea that 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 the, the high priests in in it seems like the way of white at least in dark souls 1 there were of course the priests there was the holy women and then the 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 clergymen the holy men and holy women could reach stuff like priests they could become uh, uh basically cleric warriors or cleric knights and then you have the Holy Knights or the Paladins, like Leroy. And then, like, at the top of this this hierarchy, at least from the non-military perspective, were the High Priests. And they're called, like, I think the they're called, like, High Bishops in the English version or something like that. Um, something like yeah. that, yeah. And the idea is basically that, okay, you go from being a priest, you're now a High Priest. And the High Priests are interesting because they are also apostles to Lloyd. So they are, they are basically Lloyd's right-hand man. And the purpose between for that is because um, it's general. I think we can all accept that that Thorland is is a rep is Thorland is sort of the representation of the at least the stereotypical representation of the Catholic Church in say a fantasy setting. It's the one you always see when you think, okay, that's the stock idea of the corrupt the corrupt mainstream church type of ideal. So you've got a bunch of uh, wonderful uh, lower-ranking people that are all faithful. They're doing their job. They're trying. You've got some of that goodness going through the whole church and stuff. But then you really have the rank, and f you, then you have really a lot of the upper echelons have this corruption to them. Um, they they they, they may believe they speak the teachings. They may believe it, but you know they've got their exceptions when it comes to them, and <laughs> things kind of don't go their way. You know, it's like hey, you know, you know, I, you know, I'm I'm doing the good work. So you know, why can't I, you know, have a little things doesn't matter and Lloyd seems to be at the core of this and he seems to be in some ways totally okay with it because one he has to bless the talismans that allow these 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 high-ranking clerics to still perform really to perform and have really good miracle output um, even without the faith to back it so 
he's sort of supple he's already supplementing them and then you have these art these these high priests who are his apostles and their job is to handle uh the the how how do they put it um i think it's status and no apostles of lloyd let me pull it up. i for, i forget the exact wording yeah, uh, apostles of chief hype. Okay, here it is. So the the idea is that the high priests are protectors of law and class. That's the way it is, and they're great Thorland nobles. So Rhea, as I've talked about before, she's not a royal. She's a noble, and she's not from a Thorland family. She's from a noble fam, a really a distinguished noble family of Thorland. And the reason why that's important is because with with Rhea in particular and the idea is that she's basically got her life set for you know besides the whole undead thing her <laughs> life was pretty much set yeah um she's pretty much guaranteed to get the best positions in the church assuming she she's she survives her mission which no one has up until this point so let's let's see how that well who knows how that would have turned out <laughs> um so, but the idea was that the, she, as a, she if she became a high priest like the other um What's it called? The other holy woman we find in Seath's um, dungeon prison thing. Um, if if the, if this if she became a high priest, she would then be in the job of protecting law and class. Now this is echoed in Dark Souls Three with the law with the same rings that also talk about law and class. It's like the sword and shield ring, the same idea that they yeah. bring forward, and. With the law, I think if it was right, the ring that governs law, it was for um for when Lloyd and his knights were supposed to be like, okay, we gotta defend the law. You guys broke the rules, so it's like trial by combat. Um, you you'll this is your punishment. You either beat me or you 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 die. Um, and then the other idea is the class aspect, because Thorland is basically entrenched in in the politics and the religion and the religion are and church and state are pretty much intertwined, and there's no breaking that. Um, there's no separation between them. So, the the highest-ranking nobles become the highest-ranking priests, and then, in turn, their job is to keep the hierarchy the way it is. So it's like, lower classes, you're lower classes. Middle classes, if you exist, you're middle classes. Upper class, we're always the ones in charge. So they, they, they create this little cycle, secular system so they can keep themselves in power. And Lloyd is supporting this system. It seems like he feels that this is the best way to kind of manipulate and have the humans sort of work against each other while doing the benefit for him and how he wants things to go. Now, in Dark Souls 3, as we've talked about in the last podcast, that all fell apart with Gwendolyn. Um, and his relationship and, and the, the fact that Lloyd had to end up dealing with the, the harsh reality that he was a, 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 a sort of, what's the word, a side branch member. He wasn't a direct descendant of the main royal family branch. His claim was completely based on, hey, you know, I kind of, you know, I'm related to... I'm related to the dad of the guy who found the <laughs> Lord's soul, so like, you know, there's no other males with a strong with a closer relation, so like, you know, this guy, I'm in charge now. I decide how things work. And then it was like, oh yeah, Gwyn actually had another son. Shit. <laughs> and th then as we see, Lloyd and Thorland have pretty much fallen apart and now and now it's become a sort of Katha and Gwendolyn type of faith. Um, no accident on that account either. Uh, so yeah, we've talked about now Havel and then Logan and Vinheim and now the Way of White and Thorlin. So we've had we that 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 went that that was a wonderful tangent that we went on there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what? I muted myself because my boyfriend just came home and he's like, "There's a Greek party over there." <laughs> a Greek party or a, a, a Greek, Greek party? Like Greece, a Greek party. <laughs> like what are you talking about? Is it big fat Greek wedding? Like something like that? Yeah, Greeks are partying like across the street. Because one of my best okay. friends is Greek, and we went to her wedding. Oh, so it is a big fat Greek wedding. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. So he knows how Greeks party. So he's like, yeah, I know this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Alrighty. So we covered a lot of the of the I think we covered a lot of content so far. Well, well, uh, you know what? It's really cool to have intelligent people on. It's like Oh, you Yeah, the entire time is literally information. Yeah, you guys have some great guests though, I think. Like you had Aegon just a little while back and I like listening. Yeah. Yeah, we had Jeremy on, we had Sanity SK on. We had Moth yeah. Mantis, he was good too. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh Herbert West. 
Yeah, I just had to get up then. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know if you heard the cat howling. No. no. Cats okay, howl? Good. That's a thing? Sometimes we have the cat yeah. that's like, meow, and chew. It's really cute. No, the, the cat went to sleep on me, and then when I went to move, she just started going, <laughs> and like really, really flipping out. <laughs> and it was like, she was, she was biting me quite savagely during a lot of that. And I'm just trying to stop her from getting on the microphone track. Sometimes we have Richard Peelbeam on, but he adds nothing of value to the podcast. Yeah, it's true. He's a fucking waste of space. <laughs> no! Oh my god! No! <laughs> he needs to get on your level. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Now they're basic rules for likeness that I never do because I'm too shy. Yeah, and then okay. yeah. smash that like button. <laughs> That's also a basic rule for likeness. Yeah. <laughs> like when someone gives you a gift for your birthday, yeah. you're like, thank you, smash that like button. Smash that like button. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. <clears throat> well, thank you for watching, everyone. <laughs> Smash that like button. <laughs> um, yeah, and as we've mentioned before, uh, we recorded a podcast with Loki, which we divided into three parts. And this was part two of three. And uh, in part three, we're going to touch on uh, Dark Souls 2 stuff and in-game content and cat content. Yep. Okay, that's it. Bye. No, no, that's not it! Oh my god! I even wrote it down, I made a note to myself, that's not it. Okay. Um, and, and this isn't it, because... Let's see why people um, pay for this. <laughs> well, no, this is free, this is on YouTube. <laughs> um, okay, Richie, do you remember a long time ago, we recorded a podcast on Logan that never got released? Yes, because I made a thumbnail for it and it's still on my desktop. <laughs> Oh, this is yeah. perfect. Um, well, I I do have it. I do have that podcast. It's because it never got released because it was getting to be too much. I didn't have time to do Dark Souls and Bloodborne stuff, so right. I just concentrated on Bloodborne. But I had it, so I I edited it, and I'm going to put it after this outro. Oh, okay. Yeah. How exciting is that? Do you want to use the thumbnail? I had to take a bunch of screen grabs from a Tim and Eric sketch. From what? A Tim and Eric sketch. What is that? It's a TV show. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks, everyone. Remember to back us on Patreon, because I had to buy a $3 pop filter. <laughs> and if we get enough patrons, maybe we can buy Richard a window and a pair of So, cool. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> okay, now we're going to talk about a very special character. Big Hat Logan? No. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we are. <laughs> okay. Leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I skipped a character. Okay, so now we are going to talk about a special character, and that's... Big Hat Logan? Big Hat Logan! Big Hat Logan. Because, okay, because what happened was I was in, in, um, in Sense Fortress. Yep. 
And then I was like walking around and I was doing my thing and I was like super good. And then I saw this, this really, really chill snake leaning on a wall. And I'm like, what's up, chill snake? And he's like, nothing much. What's up with you? And I'm like, good, good. I'm just like trying to kill Seath or whatever, like finding my way around. And that snake's like, oh, that's cool. Let's be best friends. And so we bonded, we talked. And then I went upstairs. And then there was a thing with rocks. And then I pushed the thing with rocks. And then I noticed that the rock went somewhere. And I'm like, where did it go? And so I went, I went, I followed it. And I found out that I killed the snake. Oh, no. I was so sad. I was like, oh, no, I killed him. He was my new best friend. We're going to be the tunnel snakes together. Oh. Yeah. But then I went through the hole and I saw Big Head Logan. Did you let him out or did you just see him? I was like, I'm sorry. I'm too sad. I killed my best friend. I can't let you out right now. You're going to have to wait. This is the new body. Prepare to cry. (laughs) Sinclair and the sleepy snake. He accidentally killed. Well, he respawns. That's that's the happy ending. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, this is never going on YouTube. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> if we learned anything from that disastrous stream we did, it's that the parts <laughs> where we just babbling are the most entertaining. <laughs> oh. Big Hat Logan is implied to be like a historical figure almost. Um, when you talk to Griggs of Vinheim, Griggs talks about like heroes from the past. Oh no, Soler talks about heroes from the past are, are phasing through. Is that the Soler or Griggs? They talk about how like some of the characters you run into in, in Lordran are actually like historical figures who have, because time is convoluted, reappeared in the present. Mm-hmm. And the way that um, Logan is like implied to be this like legendary figure, he's not a not a contemporary of us. He's kind of like um, I guess maybe like the sorcery equivalent of Quellan or of Isolith. and he has um, he's he is going to the reason you find him in Sen's fortress is he's trying to get to Seath's archives in Anorlondo because Seath is also a sorcerer and Seath has cracked like this kind of sorcery that Logan didn't understand so what happens with Logan's quest is that Logan after you rescue him from Sen's fortress will travel to Seath's archives and he'll start researching the books in Seath's room and as he does research the spells that he sells here he'll start developing new ones that are like half logan half seath spells where it's kind of like variations on the spells logan already knows but they incorporate crystal like seath does and you leave him there and he works and works and works and after you have after he has developed all of those spells and you've bought them all he the knowledge in seath's archive sends him insane and when you meet him for the final time, he is completely naked apart from his hat. <laughs> and and he, he's just lost it. And he just runs around and you just have to put him out of his misery. And that is the end of Big Hat Logan in Dark Souls 1. Mm-hmm. And then in Dark Souls 3, he somehow comes back twice. Wait, what? Yeah. Um, okay, so Big Hat Logan is called Big Hat Logan because he wears an enormous comical hat. And they talk about the reason he wears that hat is so it's because it cuts out outside interference. Right. If he's, if he's got the hat on, it's like sensory deprivation because he can't see or hear anything because the hat's covering up his head. Mm-hmm. So in Dark Souls 3, the Crystal Sage's hats are based on Big Hat Logan's hat. Yeah, but that's not him. Yeah. No, no, but but when you look at them, uh, the item descriptions related to the Crystal Sages, it talks about how they are um, they're like the heirs to Logan. They're like, their work is based on Logan's work. Yeah, but that's normal. You made it sound like he literally comes back twice. No, no, he doesn't literally come back. But like, Exaggerating his, much, sir? He's invoked. He's talked about. <laughs> Calm down, Sin. He's talked about. Talked about. <laughs> he has exactly as much. Oh, he has more presence than Soler does. Okay. <laughs> 
And then in the profaned capital, the area that makes no sense and I hate, the sorcerer you fight on the top of the building there has, he drops an item called Logan's Scroll. And it turns out that the sorcerers in the profane capital, of which that guy is the only survivor, were also basing their magic on the work that Logan did in Seed's archives. Oh, right. Didn't they say, I don't know if it's about Logan, that only there was like only one of them were actually doing it right or something? I've, I don't think so. <gasps> There's like one surviving profane capital sorcerer who has no dialogue and you just fight him on the roof and he drops mm-hmm. Logan's scroll. And then if you give the scroll to Orbeck, after you've given Orbeck all the scrolls, uh, he goes to the Lothric Grand Archives, which are, I think, yeah, the Lothric Grand Archives are explicitly said to be like Seath's archives. That's Seath's work, again, Seath and Logan's work, mm-hmm. is held in the Lothric Archives, which is why the sages that guarded are crystal sages, because Seath is a crystal, Seath understood crystal magic. And it's why when you find Gertrude's chime, it's been corrupted with crystal all over it. And some of the knights in there have a crystal buff on their weapons. Right. And so, like, there's there's like the two... Um, yeah, Logan's work ends up in the profane capital and ends up in... And that leads kind of to the downfall of both of those. Sorry, say that again. Logan's work ends up in... Logan's work ends up in the profane capital and it ends up in the Lothric archives and it kind of functions to destroy both of those places. Yeah, but like the... Oseros is also... like The the reason you're given that Oseros has turned into like a Seath-like dragon is that he's been studying Seath's work that was in the archives. Right. Yeah. Um... But you know Logan's scroll? It says the court sorcerers used the scroll to claim heirship to Logan's legacy, though how that claim stands up to closer scrutiny is another story. Oh, so you think that like they didn't really have it, they're just saying Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's why I was saying maybe, you know. Again, what's what spells does that scroll teach you? Let's see. So we'll be able to see Logan's scroll. It's like how oh, I know nothing about any of the Dark Souls 3 stuff. I have to look it all up. But you asked me Bloodborne, I know instantly. <laughs> yeah, this, okay, here's the difference. Um, Logan Scrolls got Soul Spear and Homing Soul Mask, which are like Logan spells before Logan went to the archives. Mm-hmm. So it's just Soul Spear and Homing Soul Mask. And then after Logan learns. Uh, from Seath's archives, he develops Crystal Soul Spear and Crystal Homing Soul Mass. So Logan's scroll is like Logan's maybe original scroll, and then the stuff you find in the archives is the stuff that Logan developed in collaboration with what Seath had done. Okay. Okay. So do you think Logan and Seath work together, or did Logan just use Seath's ideas and sort of well, no, Seath, in order, I think Seath has to be dead for Logan to start oh. doing his work. Okay. Um, yeah. The other thing is Griggs of Vinheim is kind of following Logan around. Really? And, Cause, yeah. Because that's the next person we're going to talk about. Oh, wow. okay. Well, we'll talk about Griggs next then. Well, this is That's perfect. Not on your it, list. No, no, yes, it is. Oh, no, but it is on your list. Yeah, it is. No, it's perfect. So it leads into it because I was about to be okay. like, "This is another character." When I was going through like NPC names, okay. I'm like, "I have no idea who this is either." That's so, good. <laughs> so Richard can tell me all about it. Okay, Griggs of Vinheim is the sorcery trainer who you meet before Logan, and unlike Logan, Logan gives you high level spells, and Griggs sells you low to medium level spells. You find Griggs in, he's locked in a house in Lower Undead Berg. And once you rescue him, he goes to Firelink Shrine. And he talks, he, he's, he talks a lot about Logan before Logan shows up. So he's sort of like foreshadowing the return of Big Hat Logan. And then when you rescue Logan, um, Logan briefly goes to Firelink Shrine before he goes to Anal Mondo. And when Logan is in Filing Shrine, he sort of sits near Griggs, and Griggs is kind of fanboying over Logan. <laughs> and 
Uh, then when after Logan disappears, Griggs goes to look for him. And Griggs climbs. Sent, the Griggs will disappear. Okay. After he says he's going to go looking for Logan, Griggs disappears. And then uh, if you go looking, you can find Griggs and he has gone hollow in Sen's fortress. So he was trying to climb Sen's fortress to get to Anna Orlando to find Logan, but he went hollow along the way. Cool. And that's kind of it for that. That's really it for Griggs of Enheim. He's just like a, he's kind of incompetent, <laughs> and he. Uh, the one of the theories about him is that he's a spy, <laughs> because he has, um, he has a lot of like he sells spells like spook and decoy and stuff that you would you use to kind of fool enemies about where you are. So there's a theory that um, Griggs is. Griggs was hired by the Vinheim. Griggs is from the Vinheim uh, Dragon School, and he's gone to he's gone to Lordran to find to like shadow Logan to figure out what Logan's doing, and that's why Griggs is looking for Logan. And Griggs has all these spells that sort of help mask your presence, and he's more like a like a spy. Oh, and also. Uh, Griggs won't sell you items unless you have a minimum intelligence of I think you need ten. So he's kind of a snob. Well, I think it's more like you're he yeah, he he thinks you're too stupid to understand so <laughs> so he won't sell you anything. Oh, and also um after after Logan leaves Griggs to go to an Orlando, he teaches Griggs some sorcery. So at that point, Griggs can teach you Soul Spear and Soul Mass. So, like, Logan did teach Griggs a couple of things before he left, and then I guess Griggs goes uh, goes looking for Logan and never finds him. Oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah. Mm. Oh, the other... Th- sorry, th- this is where the... Um, the theory that he's a spy also comes from when you kill him. He drops a spell called Hush and uh, an item called Slumbering Dragon Crest Ring. And uh, both those things, like, mask your presence, and it says that they're worn secretly. Mm-hmm. But the Dragon Crest Ring says it's worn secretly by the... A ring was worn secretly by a certain surreptitious sorcerer. That's referring to Griggs. Because mm-hmm. you find that on his on the corpse that's his. And he also drops the spell Hush, which says it was developed by a certain surreptitious sorcerer. So that's also Griggs. Mm-hmm. So the idea is Griggs is, you can read in one of two ways. Either he is a, either he is a, a, like an assassin kind of spy character who's masking his presence so that he can stalk you. Or alternatively, which I prefer, he's just a coward. And he's, He's just focused on avoiding combat. So he's focused on making himself inaudible and invisible by like sneaking around so he doesn't have to fight anything. So he basically did what I did when I was fighting that giant. Yeah, yeah. I was fighting the blind giant and I had the ring on that Mai told me to get. <laughs> yeah. He, like literally couldn't see or hear me. Yeah, I yeah. It's a little bad. Your, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Griggs, Griggs is wearing an equivalent one of those. So Griggs is also a brilliant strategist, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay, is there anything else about Griggs? Um, no, that's really it for Griggs. All right, awesome. Well, thanks so much for that. That was super informative. And then you say... Thank you, Sin. I am informative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I have to keep consulting a wiki because I know. I don't remember any of Dark Souls 1, 2, or 3. <laughs> That's not true, though. You, you remember a lot. I remember bits of it. No, it's cool how you put it together, though. That's very impressive. Yeah, but I might be wrong. <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. Well, this is going 
surprisingly fast. This is very, very strange. We're getting very effective. Maybe it's just a new microphone. It is. Maybe it's because you're not cutting out every three seconds and I don't have to ask you to repeat stuff. Because you're okay. using a good microphone. I am using a like good you, microphone. Like but, you should have been not. using for the past four weeks. Yeah, but as we established that that when I use the good microphone now, it bleeds in with the headphones for some reason. Well, it, the other one bled in too. I was just like, whatever. The audio is okay. so shitty. It's just going to enhance it. Fine. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> oh, my God. When I was editing the phantasms... <laughs> this one part and i did not remember it i don't i was very tired and cranky that day because i'm yeah. like oh shit that's me because i don't know at some point you go okay i'll talk about it i'm like okay stop giving me attitudes 